for a chopper flying by or something? It's a train. Train. That was not a train. Get to the chopper. Harry, today, 19th of August. So this will be going live on the 20th. Yep. Rock, paper, scissors, let's do it. I know which way you're going now. We just messed up with the recording, so we're going to do this. We've got about five minutes in. I didn't mess it up. Okay, we've got a phone call. Ready? One, two, three, shoot, yeah. Yep. One, two, three. <laughs> <laughs> One, two, three. What could she do? Both rock. One, two, three. <laughs> yeah, he pulls it back. You you chose last time and you actually won last time, so over to you. Go. Your topic. So why did we even do that again? I don't know, man. Yeah, so okay. I feel like it's gonna be the norm now. So we spoke about this kind of middle of the week, maybe at the weekend, last weekend. Um my topic today is building hierarchy into a startup. Very topical. And what I mean by that is, obviously, we are all somewhat equal, uh, or we're each other's bosses. Because we're a small team, we work together, people head up different projects and have everyone else support them. Yep. As we grow in the future, how do you, or how does anyone, maybe, for that matter, um, kind of implement hierarchy structure in the sense that you get managers and all of a sudden instead of us all technically just being managers of a team because yep. we're all the same team how do you then bring in a lower tier and everyone kind of move move places in in the in the ladder of or the chain of command yep okay so as i said we we kind of touched on this and we've actually spoke about this as a team just to touch on a couple of things one we're at this sort of inflection point now where the focus in the team, the job roles are getting more and more focused, which yep. is great. And when that happens, people specialize in certain areas. Mm-hmm. So we kind of started off as 12 months ago, hiring some great people that generalize in helping the business grow. And then people develop their skill sets into specific roles. And then these guys are doing very focused jobs day to day now. The business is at this inflection point now where in the next three to five months, it feels like we're going to grow and grow fairly quickly um, just because of the nature of what we're building. So the question kind of came up internally for me is as we hire new people in, there's a couple of things that I need to be aware of. And that's where do people come in? And you mentioned just like how do people become managers? And I think there's a presumption there that everyone will naturally move up as new people come in. And one of the decision factors that I have to make is do I hire someone that's more experienced to help that person with their role and career development to sit above them? Or is that person ready to have someone junior Mm. to come underneath them and then work with them? And that's really specific in terms of what the job role is and what the person wants because there's also that assumption that I don't think everyone wants to become a manager. Like when you get promoted, it's great having the title, but there's a lot of things that come with it. Your your role does actually drastically change. your Your role drastically changes I see, I see a manager, their job is to then help the team that they kind of are looking over yeah. get the best out of them. So they need to get really good at managing their time with their own workloads. I mean, everyone has KPIs anyway, but a manager's deadlines, you're going to have to, you will get paid a little bit more, but you're going to have to work for it. So there's these swings and roundabouts. There's a lot, high, a lot more pressure on the role. But in terms of what we were looking at, it's, I was trying to look at the team structure, understand what the company organization looks like the org chart of the business in the next six months if we do medium growth if we do high growth um low growth is just not an option so exponential growth (laughs) word of the week so i had to kind of just look at where roles happen um the sort of work that we're doing and specializing in and 
it's this weird transitional phase because we're a startup and I kind of admire companies that are 10, 12 years in and still have that startup mentality and culture around it. And that's something that I want to really aspire to in terms of we move fast, break things, try things, do lots of things, work out what works, rather than getting into the old sluggish corporate mentality, fixed hierarchy, things are slow. So challenges for me now is bringing people on in the team and giving them the opportunity to say, listen, in five, five, six months time, your role, sorry, your department is going to look like this. You have the opportunity, if you work, and we work together over the next six months, to get you into a management status in that role. Mm -hmm. One, do you want it? Or would you prefer me bring someone in senior that you can learn from and use that as a career development path? Because there's swings and roundabouts to both of them. And then if they decide they want to kind of, yeah, I want the promotion, I want the career path, then we have to outline exactly what they need to achieve in the next three to six months to make that happen. And that's really key because it's not just going to say, hey, today you're promoted. Great. It should never come as a shock. So what I'm doing at the moment is working out what the org chart looks like, sitting with each of the team over the next four to six weeks and saying, listen, I think this department, looking at what we're doing as a business, is going to look like this. Here's the the team. Here's the three people that we're looking after this. It's going to go from one to three. You can sit in this spot or you can sit in one of these spots. Where do you want to be? Tell me. Let's work it out from there and then create this development path. And then it's just going to kind of, then it sits on me in terms of like helping that person hit those goals. If they, we've got a great team here. It's like they all are really hungry and putting in the hours. So I think if someone wanted that, they'd get it because they work hard for it. Mm. And then it's having that culture moving forward. It's hiring the right person that comes into the job, making sure that they understand the culture that we have here and making sure that the management that we then have, their job is not just around the work, it's about the culture and making sure that they interact with their people that work underneath them in the right way, the way that I've tried to interact with the team so far. So it's a really tough one, mate. Really, really tough. Yeah, and I guess as well, the company is not just going to double in size just like that obviously hopefully it will it'll double triple and all, and all of that but I guess it's not going to be right everyone gets one or two people beneath them no exactly or, or, however yeah, or in the department let's say yeah so so I guess the growth it's say for example we need we need more people creating the content that we put out for yep. for our members. Yeah, we've got to focus on inbound marketing now. We're creating mm. a lot more content. How do we scale that? What does that area of the business look yeah. like? And that might just mean that there's extra people like sort of on the phones or something. So you, so really it's a small pocket of the company at a time that is growing. Yeah. So I guess at least you can kind of focus. At least you've not got to think of all nine people in this company and how that shakes up everyone in the first place. Yeah, exactly. It won't be like, hey, there's 10 more people in the office and here's their roles, here's what we do. But I think it comes back to this planning thing as well. It's like, I think if you say to someone, listen, you could own this department in three to six months' time, here's what we need to do. And that comes down to, here's what you need to do in your role and here's what you need to show me in terms of your character that you can do this. But also, here's the KPIs that the business needs to hit. Like, this department needs to generate this much revenue slash margin in order to allow us to hire people to grow this out. So there's all this that has to be done in the back end to work out. So when we're looking at an org chart, we're not just going to hire for the sake of hiring. We're going to make sure that there's kind of the need there for it. Do and you if feel- you look- oh, sorry, Cam. So I was just going to say, if you just look at what we've got now, we've got Adrian in the team. Yeah. Um, going back to uni in four weeks' time, wanted an internship. Internship was really, really successful for us last year, and it's something that I feel like we need to make a bit more formal and make it an open internship to try and find some talent 
we seem to acquire the right sort of people. It worked. It was successful. And the real benefit that I'm seeing from this is I'm seeing how you guys all interact with someone new to the team because we're all so close now. I yeah. mean, we spend so much time together in the office <laughs> and we have such we have such a good culture, but we're also... I, I, I swear a lot. Like, and I... Like everyone has their own the little air is positively blue. <laughs> and so like, uh, it's, it's not on purpose, it's not for any reason, but it's, it's for emphasis and it's just kind of who I am in terms of how I'm getting stuff done during the day. I can get off a phone call and just shout fuck at the top of my voice because the call didn't go good. Um, and that's not saying it's good or bad, but that's just who I am and it's working out how people come and fit into this team without us having to change ourselves around it because I don't want to change what we've got now. Um, and I'm, what I'm having to see now is how you guys interact and do you change what you do and how do you bring people into the team to sort of onboard them? You do onboarding calls for the office package. I mean, it's a similar thing. We have to look at it here is we're onboarding someone into the team. And then how do we do that successfully without changing ourselves? Do you think um, in regards to kind of adjusting the, the chain of command, have you, or do you plan to maybe have kind of a trial of the staff that are already here? Oh, yeah, well, 100%. I mean... And that's, that's not down to necessarily skill set and ability. It kind of comes down to what people were brought into for the first place. Mm. So I'm a natural salesman and I want to spend more of my time selling. And to do that, I need someone to help me with the operation side of the business. And the person that's been helping me with that periodically has been Matt. And it's a natural progression for Matt in the next three to six months is if he can help me become an operational manager so I can focus on doing what I need to do to bring revenue into the business. And I know that the project's are running effectively, running efficiently, and he's on top of that. And I'm starting to put more and more on to him now, again, in the idea that three, six months down the line, everyone's going to get the same opportunities. Um, I'm hoping that he steps into that role and does it well. And it will create an interesting dynamic because then rather than, like yesterday, for example, you guys were in a project, and I said, I don't want to hear about this again. I just want you to execute on it. And I wanted to see how it went. And that's me just kind of like saying, I trust you guys, go and do it. And I want to see how you work with Matt, I want to see how Matt executes on it to make sure he reports back to me. So we're going to start doing a lot more of this. And like Matt joined at the same time as two of the other guys in the team. And then it's working out. I believe that the team has enough respect for each other that people will be supportive of people's promotions. That's just the team that I think we have. And what I'm hoping is to see the team support Matt and his potential to become an operational manager in the company. Because it's all part of this thing that it's like a, a rising tide lifts all boats sort of yeah. mentality. If we all do better together, the whole company is going to benefit. So that's kind of the first thing that's happening at the moment. But I'm going to have a sit down with everyone in the next four to six weeks about what I want them to achieve in the next three to six months. Cool. So it's good stuff, mate. Exciting times. Yeah, no, it's really good. It's really good. Um, I, just, I just feel like the overall focus is just on point every day. Um, I'm coming into the office and finding people here like we went yesterday for example we got in at seven we thought let's go and work downstairs grab a coffee we got upstairs at half past seven <laughs> yeah, and like so. one of the guys is already in the office I'm like what are you doing here? he's like I just had some work to do mm-hmm. like I'm seeing people really take great ownership of the work that they do um, and nothing goes unmissed yeah I think I think um, <laughs> whether you, it, people laugh when you get too involved not too involved but really involved in a job but like even even I'm thinking about work when I'm at home now it's like oh my god is this what's happening but I'm always now thinking about obviously the app and how how we can yeah. kind of get more engagement and things like that it's like oh, it's, it's bled into my own life mate, <laughs> it's, it's what genuinely mate it's, it's what happens and it's whether you run the company or work for the company like when I used to work for Keylight like I used to go home and like map out 
strategies to mm-hmm. go and be a good salesman like who do i need to speak to and i do that i think it's just when you care about something it doesn't feel too much like work if you're enjoying it um so it's it is admittedly having that mix i'm too far one way not enough the other yeah. and it's trying to find that balance but it comes in swings and roundabouts like i will get the benefits later on hopefully so sort of what we're building towards yeah hierarchy is a it would probably be good to retouch this in three six months time to see, see how it went yeah <laughs> and i may need to speak to the like as each of the team members have the opportunities sit down with them and talk through a couple of months after did they want to go for it didn't they why how's it going what's, yeah, what does their department look like um the next six months is really going to shape everyone <laughs> i was just thinking about christmas actually that will shape a lot of people <laughs> i gotta keep it light this christmas I'm going did away. you just jump straight into health oh yeah, yeah okay you're going away straight Straight after Christmas, aren't you, with your yeah. wedding? I don't want to be fluffy at the wedding. And don't want to be a beach whale on the beach. <laughs> Mate, I'm jealous. Anyway, what's your topic, Adam? Um, okay, again, something that was relevant for us this week. Um, the busier that we get, the more stuff that comes in. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not just our own work. We get more inquiries, the more users, we get more questions. We get lots of inbound stuff now. Not just sales, but we get lots of inbound work to do. You open your inbox now and it's flooded. The thing that I wanted to talk about is how does someone think about what's important for them? So how do they prioritize their work to make sure that you're not just being busy for the sake of being busy? There's certain work that you do in a business that moves the business forward. And there's certain work that you do in a business that is just a ticking the box exercise. So... I wanted to just talk to you about how do we as a business and with the team players that we've got, how do we start getting used to prioritizing and tackling the big, nasty, ugly problems to move the business forward rather than just coming in and working for work's sake? Yeah, I mean, well, we we had that big uh, day just full of scheduling, which was really helpful, actually, because like you say, what happens is you get this huge to-do list of just all sorts of tasks big and small they all just blur into one and it yep. just becomes another thing you've got to do and like you say you could be spending time on a very simple task that's just eating up unnecessary time um so i guess it's kind of i think you just need to kind of review everything that's on your plate that was uh, the th- thing that we did we just said literally let's just throw we literally did a notepad, didn't we, to start yeah. with? And I don't really like doing notepad stuff anymore, but we just said literally, let's just put laptops away. And it's about that distraction thing. Let's make sure there's no things coming in. Let's just write down every department, every project, and every little bit of activity that happens around that project, and then start from there. Mm-hmm. And I think that was a really good starting point. Yeah, and then once we kind of knew what projects we're looking at or what sections we're looking at, it's then breaking those down into the tasks that need to be done. And it's even gone to the point where we've managed to block out time in the calendar that these tasks need to be done need to be done by. Yeah, so it's like those repetitive stuff that like needs to be done certain times per week. And rather than just being like, I'll do it when I've got a down minute, it's like batching it up together and saying at quarter to three every day, I'm going to do this exercise because I know it needs doing daily. And then outside of that time, I don't even need to think about it because it's, it's this whole thing. Like if you haven't got it listed or, or scheduled in, it's just always like this thing that's floating. It's like, oh, I need to get and do that. And then you start flustering between different jobs all the time yeah. and it becomes a mess. Yeah, you end up doing a lot of things briefly instead of just being able to kind of nail something in mm-hmm. one sitting. Uh, I've, I, I've found 
this week anyway, a few things have just shuffled those, shuffled the timetable around a bit. So if, if I was said I was blocking this time out to do this task, something's ran on and it's kind of pushed things back. So, so how's that impacted it? Does that mean that the whole thing was a waste of time, or no, is it, it just a we're gonna it, we're gonna put it down and think this is best case scenario, but we're gonna run it for a week or two to work out what happens, or do you just move think, in your calendar? I think initially, because when we did the calendar, we've created that in a perfect scenario. So this is this will only take this long, yeah, this this amount of time, perfect, 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 no issues gonna crop up or anything else. But what we've found, obviously, is there are other things that need to get done. Things might have taken longer than expected, things like that. So I think it's just for the first week or two, maybe, is just more of a refinement on on that. So what we've yeah, kind exactly. of got is like phase one of scheduling, whereas in a week or two, maybe, we'll have it nailed and I'll know that actually what we thought might take... 10 minutes is actually a 30 minute job what we thought might take an hour and a half is actually only a 15 minute job just things like that yeah exactly it's a learning curve at the end of that isn't it but we have to get it down Um, so we're actually using a couple of different things it might be interesting for people to know like how we're organising it because we we try and standardise it throughout the company but there's certain tools it kind of bleeds across three different Mm -hmm. tools that we use so what did we use originally to start splatting everything on this kind of pen and paper (laughs) <laughs> and then we put it into Trello. Okay, so Trello is a great little tool. Um, very visual, isn't it? It's very helpful. Um, so basically, if you haven't used Trello before, uh, it's this thing that you can go in and create boards and lists. But then what you do after that is I tend to do the lists, create tasks, and then I've now cleaned up my Asana, which is another bit of software, and that's a physically do this on this day because I don't feel like Trello works well for that. You don't do that, do you? Yeah, no, to be to be fair though, I feel like I still need do need something like that that so I can mark it off. I've, again, I've I've kind of noticed that that it's nice to see all the tasks, but if I can't see them being done, and that's exactly what Asana's for. Halfway through the day, when you look at it, it's like, whoa, I've still got all of these tasks to do. Have you still got the same problem that I had, which was? Because I was basic when I created previous projects and I was involved in a team on Asana, as soon as there was a project created, a task created for that, it would just throw it into my tasks, even though it wasn't for me. Like a project would have me tagged to it and it would show up. There's no due date, there's nothing for me in it. It's just because it's something that I'm associated with. So I went in it and I had like 200 line items in there. And realistically, I only had like seven were things that I needed to implement. So I'll be honest with Asana, when I look at mine, it's like, Oh my god! Because that's what I, that's why I stopped using it. Visually, it's not the most fluid. It does exactly what it's supposed to do, but when there's a lot of tasks, a lot of projects, a lot of things going on, it just looks like an absolute clusterfuck of information on there. Of to dos, are they for you? Are they not for you? Like it's all it's all kind of clearly marked and things like that. But at just a first glance, it's yeah. like whoa. So so what I did is I, w- I went in and cleaned up all of my tasks in terms of I just deassociate myself with all these things. So now what I'm able to do is literally just go in, create a task. I can do it on my phone now, and I never used to open my phone because it was an absolute mess. Go in, create a task, set a due date. So if I go in today, I've probably got three or four tasks, that's it, and I can see them and check them off. And I try and make that the, the big important task. So it's not like do my emails and crap like that. It's like the big three to five things that are on my plate that if I don't do it, I'm going to suffer. So another problem I found with it was, and I'm not sure, this might have just been me using it wrong, therefore things seem to stack up, but 
the way I was using it meant that I had a constant list of tasks mm-hmm. that would never get marked off. It was actually just kind of a, a point of information. So what happens is because I won't clear it, it stays in the list. That's because we were using... So we tried to use it as a sales funnel, mm. remember? Yeah. And the thing is with a sales funnel is no one actually ever gets removed. They just get moved. Yeah. So they just get moved down the line. Mm-hmm. And realistically, Trello visually would have been much better for that. Um, yeah. But we all... We made the... I say we. I made this well, as a team. Weird. I want everyone on the same thing. That's when I started as well. It was like Asana was what we were Asana's using. Asana what we were so using. It made sense. Yeah. So that... But, we've actually moved that back onto Trello as a sales lead. So visually who's where in that pipeline i think if we just kind of use asana for tasks to check them off because you're actually using your calendar now aren't you like yeah even as a to-do thing well well that's the i use i use see reminders i use my calendar as well in my phone if i need to pick something up on the way home from tesco i'll put them i'll put an event in my calendar with an alarm because then it pings and reminds me the reminders app does not do anything like that not that I can make it do anyway. It's useless, man. Uh, um, so, yeah, so I use a calendar to remind me to do a lot of tasks. So, but if I could get a bit more function out of maybe a sauna or something similar, then I think, I think it could solve the problem. So from an operational point of view, just to pull it back for your topic on topic one, is I think that you should spend half an hour with O'Reilly because he understands the mechanics of Asana. O'Reilly got my Asana to where it is today. <laughs> no, no, no. As- I need project to clean up. it up. You, you've been tagged in projects because they're sales mm. and bits like that that isn't a to-do. It's a funnel. So we just need probably all sit down together and, and work that out. Well, we had a big clear out, didn't we? I think we just need another another session of that where we yeah. get every where we figure out exactly what we're using whether it's Trello for this, Asana for that. But what's happening right now is when we transition into, okay, we're going to use Trello instead, the legacy Asana information is staying there. So what's happening is you're actually duplicating yeah. the information. Yeah, it's a mess. And then it's, and I'm looking forward to this weekend because I'm just going to spend it chilling out and cleaning up my Mac because it's the same situation. Mate, it feels Things so good. I do, I do that probably once a month, once every six weeks. I just sit down and just move files and rename and put it in the and right I might, So I might even dive into Asana in that sense and try yeah. and just clear some of that. Oops, no, that makes sense. But what, what I want to end on is I got some great advice um, and it was, it was really early on when I started the company. And for the life of me, I can't remember the guy's name. It was when I started looking at seed investors. And met a fantastic guy, and he was more, he wasn't looking to invest, he was more helping me along the path and just mm-hmm. giving me some advice. And what he does every Sunday, so he's got a massive list of to dos, and everything that he thinks of, he puts in to this list so he doesn't have to worry about it. He says, but what he does is he goes through that to do list and thinks of the things that he doesn't want to do because they're the biggest problems. So they're, they're, not that he doesn't want to do, but like it's going to sap the majority of his time or that like it's going to be painful or it's an awkward call with a client or it means him sitting on the phone for four hours to do outbound selling. Like The things that naturally make him go, ugh, don't, mm. can't be bothered with that. But they're normally the things that actually move the business forward. So what I want to try and get everyone in the team is that mentality is pick the three to five things when you come into work on a Monday that if you do these three to five things only, the business is going to move forward. And if, you, if you're late on that email, that we'll still be here tomorrow sort of attitude. Yeah. Like what three to five things are we looking to do in this week as a business individually and as a team to make sure that when we come to work next week, we have actually moved the needle and not just ticked the box. Mm. which I think yeah. is a good practice I, 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 like I, think, I think that 
just kind of thinking about that of all the huge list of tasks you do it's interesting how those things were at the bottom and weren't important in the first place and then sometimes they'll find their way to the top of your priority list yeah what you tend to do is you look at your list and you go oh that's a big one and you just fill your time with these three to five to 15 minute tasks because they're easy you know what to do and it's just and it's because you want that little endorphin release of tick I've done another task. And the chances are that they're the things that run on and then eat time up for the more important tasks that you actually procrastinate. And you can, like you said, yeah, like you said, you can repeat them, you can batch them, you can just pull them aside. We're good? Yeah. I've enjoyed this one. Terrible day outside. Uh, Miserable. Absolutely. Martin, are you happy that you're not walking up there? (laughs) 